The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jamie Block, Managing Broker and COO of Onward Title. Jamie, thank you for being here. Thank you, Tony, for having me. Very excited to be here. <laughs> Likewise. Excited to have you here. Um, what a ball of energy you are. Oh, a Good energy. You. Great energy. Big, Just big energy. Big energy, big personality. Um, and quite the story, young lady. I was uh, just taken aback by just how much you've been through, overcome, you know, found success in, but I don't even know where to begin with you. Like uh, 20 years of realtor now. Yes. And true. didn't set out to be a realtor though. No, I didn't. Tell me, how did you get into it? Tell me about a little bit about the background and the story behind it all. Cause it's quite fascinating. Is it now? Well, I, um, ever since I was a little child, I always wanted to be a doctor. So I pursued that. I went to college. I actually have a degree in molecular biology. And um, not soon after I graduated from college to prepare for grad school, I was in a car accident. I was hit by a drunk driver. And it pretty much changed my my course. I didn't realize I didn't have health insurance. So when I went to get some services that I needed, I needed rehabilitation, my knees and things like that. And I was turned away. And I distinctly recall the nurses and the admin saying, honey, our doctors need to get paid. So I was young, just turned 22. And I was kind of confused, right? So didn't really realize about the aspects of insurance. So I asked myself, can I really truly get into an industry where... I'm able to help people and yet have to turn them away due to not having a piece of paper for having the insurance or money. So it was um, very eye-opening as a young 22-year-old. Just uh, what? What I mean, like, just take me through the perspective that that you must have. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even imagine that this this insurmountable can seem like when it comes to medical anything, right? That it's it's kind of abusive, and now you're in the middle of it. How did that change your your life, your perspective on life, money? Um, health, right? <laughs> Your life. Sure. Yeah. Well, definitely. I went through it. Thankfully, um, I wasn't hurt too badly to where I have. You're still here. Right? Yeah, I'm still here. Thank, thank God for that. Uh, yet it did change. Like I said, the aspect of where I wanted to go to, and um, I sold insurance. Then I put my resume out there and said, "Well, I'm going to utilize my education somehow, some way." I went to a headhunter. I did different things like that, and everyone always wanted to hire me. So I would look for assistance to get a job, and then they were like, you're amazing, I want to hire you. And then that wasn't always a great fit Mm. because I have to go with my moral compass. So I had some different interesting episodes, and um, I just can't do that. So insurance didn't feel feel real and to you're me saying either. there were just things that within the industry that you didn't like or were there certain things that people were doing behaving a certain way that yes. didn't align with your values or both both yeah a hundred percent both so i don't know if not, i should divulge I mean, into things I like mean, that what, i mean whatever uh, you know well that was actually so it's not th- a good fit i'm not a good fit i yeah. was not a good fit and then um it's just really again when you're young getting out there in the working world and you see what people are actually doing and it's was amazing. But for what it sounds like is that you were doing pretty well with it, though. Yeah. It's not like it was for lack of 
finding success, I guess, right? No, I believe, you know, there's always a way to be successful at it. I, I was always a hustler, like even with the insurance aspect. I mean, I worked and um, I didn't always make friends with my cohorts, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So um, because I worked harder and longer than they did and I learned the different ropes or everyone would say, why are you um, going outside the box? Like for instance, I went business to business, door to door selling insurance. Yeah. And instead of just going one-on-one, I went and sought out the, um, the employer. Yep. I didn't just want to go to the employee. I said, all right, how do we get all your guys on uh, the direct um, group plans or whatever? Group plans yeah. and uh, get that direct, directly, you know, ACH out of their account. Wow. And I just believe in, Go big or go home, I guess. Absolutely. No, I, I've gathered that from you. So um, very cool. And and now we know that, okay, you're not aligning on a value standpoint. This is not a good fit for you, just from moral compass. Yes. Um, where does real estate play in all this? When did you make that move? When did you decide to? Tell me about how that transpired. Sure. I found out about a class that was up north on Irving Park Road. And at the time, I was living in Lockport, Homer Township. It was a very long ride. Yeah. And I had to get there at 9 a.m. I almost didn't even graduate that one-week course because I was tardy (laughs) uh, all the time. And um, But I excelled in that. I did it in a week. And then that next week, I took all my exams and boom. That was it. That was it. So that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Now, what's the biggest thing that you took away from the insurance part? You're going knocking, you know, door to door and um, the group part, right? That it's it's a it's a different industry. It's a different product. It's a yes. different relationship in a sense, right? Where did you find the struggle that you had to overcome within real estate? That I'm sure you did. Obviously, you're here and you're successful. But yeah, what was it for you making the transition that was um, something that you, you take away now and, and can share? Sure. Well, a lot of the aspects are similar, like you said, just having a fearless attitude. So I remember when I was just getting started and I asked my managing broker, where's the training, right? He's like, well, you have to go to FISBOs, which are for sale by owners. And I said, okay, when, when are we going to do that? We actually went into a car. There was a sign. It said for sale by owner. And he goes, see a sign like that. You'll go approach them. I said, let's do it now. Let's go. I got out of the car and I knocked on the door. You. That was my very first listing. How'd so, that go? Oh, that, did you yeah, I got the listing. Get out of here. Got That's it. That amazing. was amazing. Within what, two weeks of Having my license. That is incredible. Yeah. Now, where did this come from? Where did this this, this tenacious spirit, because um, you've been through some stuff in life, and we'll get to that, yeah. but like, it like, doesn't seem like anything knocked you down. No. If anything, it makes you stronger, right? So that's what we have to do is take our experiences, and sometimes, you know, we have to lick our wounds for a minute, right? And yet, I'm a big believer in a lot of the motivational speakers, like Tony Robbins, for instance, um, where you know, give yourself a, give yourself some time, but yet you just have to go, just pick back up. What did you learn from it? Right. How can I actually utilize this and get stronger? Now, where did this mindset come from for you? Where did you get this from? You know, honestly, I've always been that person. Always as a kid. Yeah. I was always uh, nominated as the person to advocate for everyone. So um, I was always sticking up for the underdog, just always that person. And that seems to be your, like, call it your personal brand now of wanting to, um, you know, basically empower those that, that don't have that or that uh, are underrepresented, right? That kind of stick, the underdog. 100%. Yeah. The, the underdog, I just feel we all have our gifts. And I really strongly believe one of my strongest gifts is having a strong voice. And a strong voice, but also a strong, you know, story and 
kind of uh, the, this, well, if, if you don't mind me saying, you know, that you are a domestic violence survivor, right? Yes. A single mom, four kids. Yes. That's pretty incredible. How, it's a lot. You know, yeah, like, not that you have to get too far into it, but, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that from that perspective, it's really a, uh, like, look, this is something that um, a lot of people deal with, but they don't overcome it. They don't, I mean, here you are finding success in life. I'm assuming this all happened between your real estate career. Yes. Anything you can shed on that, that, you know, one more from an inspiration standpoint, something you learned about yourself through it and, and how you overcame that. Sure. Well, obviously nobody dreams to go through these things in life, right? And a lot of times we find ourselves in situations and we don't have a guidebook. We don't know what to do. So a lot of times since I've openly spoken to people one-on-one, I've helped a lot of women. Um, I haven't really come publicly until more recently mm-hmm. about things that have happened to me because, you know, you keep your private life private. Yet when you realize how it can impact and help people, then it's like, how can I keep that quiet? I I need to help out with that. One of the, one of the, um, I guess, major ways to help someone is helping them find resources or just being that lending ear, right? Saying you can do it, being that example that it can be done. Yes, I'm a strong woman and people are amazed sometimes. They're like, well, why would you stay or undergo those type of treatment? And why we do things, you know, it is what it is, right? But as long as we've overcome that, there's a lot of myriad different reasons why we have different childhood experiences or whatnot. And yet when we find ourselves strong enough to overcome that, um, I give a lot of uh, credit to uh, many coaching classes that I was involved in actually through real estate and um, self-awareness and self-help. Like I said, I've done the walk on the fire with Tony Robbins and different um, coaching. Have I've had substantial coaches it, within real estate and we would speak about our personal lives too, which helps. It sounds like so, you put in the work though. Like hundred percent. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of work to be put in and to get yourself on the other side. And, and one of the things I was hearing as you were talking about that is just, that it seems like the judgment that comes with it as well, that you're having to overcome um, just like people questioning you or why this or why that. Uh, yeah, I guess talk to me about how you combat that or develop that, I don't wanna say thick skin, but you know, right. maybe it is that where you know, you're not letting those outside influences influence you. That's very true. The judgment, it can be quite overwhelming sometimes. So what we have to do is realize you're always going to be judged, whether it's good, whether it's bad, but we just have to persevere. So especially as a single mom, you know, I have to do a lot of networking with real estate. And a lot of people think that it's all fun and games and dancing, this and this, but we're, we're connectors. If you're actually good at what you do, everyone knows um, someone can come to Jamie and I've got a guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's actually great for my clients and great for all my by other people. But of course, people are going to judge you regardless. And you just have to, like I said, just know your truth, stand in your truth and know what, what you're going for, your goals, and just keep that your vision and just keep keep going forward. And those people that don't want to support you, you know, they're not in your corner. Yeah. So no, you find your people. 100%. And Man, what it's inspiring, right? Because you don't. I mean, you you hear about these great stories when when they do happen and there's these triumphs, but then it's the stories that you don't hear about, right? And that's really where I hope this message reaches is when someone's going through something that they can see someone like you and say, "Man, single mom, four kids, you know, hustling." But Very this much. this spirit does you you were not you didn't change because of it, or at least not change in a negative way, right? True. 
Right. And, you and let it actually, what, everything that happens in our life impacts us. Yep. So we get to choose how we want it to impact. So how have you carried that into building relationships? And, you know, um, I'm, obviously I'm assuming that part of this is cutting out toxic relationships too. And, and, you know, just probably having to sever some relationships, whatever that looks like. But as you are on this healing journey and you start to bring in new people and whether that be personal or, um, and in real estate, I'm sure everything personal, professional kind of blurred lines, right? It you does a lot friends with a lot of your clients and yeah. How did, how did that become uh, a new mindset for you or, or, you know, being more intentional about your relationships and the clients yes. that you work with? That's a great, that's a great question. Well, even with clients, you get to be a little more choosier, right? So, um, I go with the adage, slower to hire, quicker to fire. So in, in hiring more people and creating teams and just being in that aspect of, uh, any industry, that's what I've learned. So you can't always be that friend aspect. It's like with a parent, right? You have to be a parent and a friend, and sometimes you have to be an employer and still a friend, still be compassionate, empathetic, yet there's there's lines. Yeah. So I've worked with that. I do more of an extensive hiring process, and even with clients, right? So I don't have to work with everyone. If they're rude or they don't see the value in us, then, you know, there's, there's definitely hundreds of thousands of realtors out there, correct? We're, we're not all built the same. Yet um, we do have to stand and take a stand for for our value and worth. I I know my worth, and I think that's the beauty that comes as you as you grow older and you get wiser and you know your value and your worth. It's a beautiful thing. No, it really is. And I'm just curious if you have anyone ever coming up to you being like, "I want what you have. How, can you show me how to do or be this way?" Um, have you had that yet? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. And really, like you said, it's about a mindset. A lot of times you, you have to have an innate ability or in the drive. You can't teach someone the drive, yeah. right? You can give them the tools and show them what you do. And it's it's a grind. It really is. A hundred percent. It is. And that gets a negative connotation, too. There's nothing wrong with having a good hustle. No. And if it's just who you are and you have energy and why yeah. not, right? And why obviously not? you have it. Now, from the first, uh, you know, Call, call it a cold call, but walking up to the door, getting your first listing, you yeah. know, for, for sale by owner. Um, fast forward to to today, that not only are you licensed in uh, uh, Illinois, Indiana, and Florida, right? But you're also selling internationally. Yes. Tell me about that. Well, it's exciting. They actually started with my my own family. My parents purchased a home in Puerto Vallarta. Nice. Yeah, about 14 years ago or so. It's it's while, and that was the my first dabbling in that. So I've done more in Mexico and connected people. And currently, I'm working more with um, Dubai okay. and working on getting those deals together because I want people to think outside the box, right? Yeah. So Illinois, our real estate taxes are quite high. And a lot of times people are like, well, how could I really get you know, a good ROI on my investment? And um, you know, show them different ways. So if people are truly interested in investing, and I've been doing more and more with um just the global aspect. I'm on the global council on both boards on car and more the okay. suburban, the suburb suburbs and the city boards. Okay. So I'm involved on both committees. So I'm excited that they both just nominated me for two year term again. Nice. On both. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's, it's great. It's, it's definitely an accomplishment. Yeah. And, um, I know they don't have to choose everyone and yet just to be that, that connector. So to the different countries, and I can't wait to do some trade missions and travel more. That's so awesome. I just curious, where, how did you pick Dubai, or what you know, what drew you to it? Well, I know um, some people. I, I know a particular agent over there. She does really well. We connected, so we've been working oh, behind nice. the scenes. Yes, and um, I have some uh, Arabic 
influence in my personal life. And um, so I speak a, a little bit of the language and I would love to even have more opportunity to learn more. Wow, you really are an international woman. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Right. Um, that's, I mean, first of all, it's amazing because as, as I'm hearing it, there's there's so many, it just, I just see you kicking down doors, right? Like just this attitude of ambition, but, you know, still humility and, and figuring things out. How, how much have you seen uh, your business shift from traditional, like, you know, by buying properties to live in, right, versus the investment side. It seems like investments have really just become more popular, been on people's radars to, to, to build wealth that way. Definitely. Well, I believe we all have seen with the interest rates just even – you know, your savings accounts, right, where it's so minuscule, where it's yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm willing to take somewhat of a risk, at least in real estate, there's a lot more movement. And the positive, I mean, you can make some definite, you know, choices, um, good or bad. But again, that's why it's really important to have a professional on your side to help Absolutely. you deduce all the numbers and what is the best for you. So I think we all saw that as well as the stocks options. It's not always the greatest either. And real estate has always been the sound investment. So over time. So why not even go above and beyond and go global? So that's, I would love for people to see that more and more too. hundred percent. And you know, and as everything goes to like digital currencies and whatever, you're going to want yes. physical assets, right? And nothing better than real estate. I, I agree. I mean, people are doing that on the opposite. So I have a lot of foreign clients from all other countries. So I would love to see more Americans purchase and, you know, use our money elsewhere too. So absolutely. So I guess on that note, what is what does the future look like? What are you hoping for? What are you working towards that that you can share with us? Oh wow, that's that's exciting. Well, um, I'm always ex I'm always excited for the future. So I believe you know just having that mindset that things are always going to be brighter. Right? We have to always you know think that way. With real estate, I know there's a lot of talk, doom and gloom, and I just feel like it's, what it's exciting about it is being in the the shifting markets before yeah. it just really weeds out the people that are that are here to stay and that aren't i mean i've been in the play box you know sandbox play play box right yeah, for, yeah, a yeah. for a long time so i can't wait to see who's going to stand with me and i really love to have camaraderie with my co-op brokers i really feel like that is something that people don't talk about you know we all work together and we absolutely we um, definitely can get to a win-win so I'm excited for that aspect and as well as the title company we're building that and that's getting stronger and that's just another um, I'm always looking for ways to challenge myself so I do live in the city as well now nice so I made sure I moved downtown to be more of a um, able to, you know, connect be, with the Chicago. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, when you're living in the suburbs and working in the city, it yeah. doesn't have the same validity <laughs> as the other way around. So I'm excited for that aspect too. That's so cool. So many exciting things. But one, yes. one thing you touched on, and, and I'm glad you brought it up, but just how things have shifted and you've yes. been through it before. Um, you've seen it. And, and, you know, people get panicked because, you know, the growth that we saw in 2020 and 2021 yes. was just not sustainable, right? And so now that things are evening out a little bit, that people freak out and they kind of jump ship. They do. What advice would you give for those that may be in that position of maybe just freaking out from the fact that it right. is just new and they haven't been through it? But given that you have, what advice would you give to, to brokers that, um, you know, want to stick through it, but True. a little scared? Well, this is not the same market as it was in yesteryear, you know, when um, 2008, 2009 and even in you know when things were getting changing up to in 2011 20 it's not the same nor it ever is like you said it's not sustainable so it's just a, a new norm we just have to ride the wave 
and that may mean doubling down with what you did before. So a lot of people were order takers as they were being called, right? right. So you got to set yourself apart and show your true value. Like I mentioned earlier, we're more than just door openers, right? We're more than just order takers. When you truly are good at what you do, you bring value to your clients and they will stick with you. Always. So, in any industry, right? I mean, 100%. That's, just, that's very, very true. It's all relationships. So on that, how can people find you? How, how can they find you online, social media, websites? Sure. Um, Jamie Block, as you know, it's uniquely spelled, as you like that, J-A-Y-M-I-B-L-O-C-K. I'm on Instagram, Jamie from the Block, <laughs> nice. is, my, is my little tagline that everyone liked to give me. And um, LinkedIn, Facebook. So I'm very social. Awesome. Well, Jamie, I really appreciate you for coming in, sharing your story. I know there's a lot more to unpack there, but hopefully people get a taste of, you know, a little bit of who you are and and some of the things that you've been through. So thank you. Appreciate that. 